0: Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist, Dr. Aaron Parks of the University of California Riverside's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hi, guys. Third year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. DM Nguyen. Hi, DM.
1: Hi, Dr. Parks.
0: And second year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Edgar Ortega. Hi, Edgar. I love Dr. Parks. The views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent the University of California, UC Riverside's Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Well, on today's show, and again, we're recording at home, like like, like usual now, uh, is going to be on what leads people to decide what is is a fact that is the truth. Now, why do we want to talk about this? It's because it's extremely important because we are now significantly driven by medical experts and scientists telling us about COVID-19. Now, there's a lot to digest here and, and to go through, but we're gonna try to just keep it really focused on the mental health issues because um, there's, there's not a lot there's a lot we don't know about COVID-19. So we're desperately looking for who can tell us and who can guide us. So it's gonna be medical experts, gonna be scientists, gonna be people that have studied SARS and MERS and things like that. And also, you know why I wanna talk about this is because there's a political aspect. A lot of, you can tell a lot about what people believe by their political affiliation, by their party. So it does turn out that um, Democrats seem to uh, believe or follow, or, 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 or let's say believe the advice of medical experts about COVID-19, more so than Republicans who think it's overhyped or it's exaggerated. And it's you know governors in red states that are opening up right now with um, over we're over seventy thousand deaths, and some of these states they their the, the death rate is escalating. So that's why we want to talk about it. Now, full disclosure, I have a degree in public service slash political science um, from UCR. I, I've worked on political campaigns before. I was gonna get in, go into politics, not as a elected representative, but um, as maybe a, a staffer or someone that wrote legislations, and things like that. So I've always had this kind of interest in politics.
2: That's really cool, Dr. Parks. I have a lot of respect for that. What is
3: cool yes. about it? You're our special guest today, Dr. Parks.
0: Oh, I'm the guest.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, so and the did... hosts at the same time. What now? And the host, guest and host at the same oh, wow. time. Wow,
0: I'm just a man of many talents, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I just got thought of something, like we need to, a guest. We need to put more guests on our um, shelter in place episodes.
2: That's hard to do.
0: It is hard. Yeah, right. so if we
2: we have Genji here. He's waving to you guys. Right. Hi.
0: How is Genji doing? That's your dog. It's good.
2: Yeah, my dog, my my puppy Genji. He's like he's almost six months old, actually. Oh. Yeah. He's
0: very cute, and he's very he's a lot quieter now. Before very he would be quiet. like you'd hear him in the back.
2: He's chill. He's chilled out a lot actually.
0: Chill. Oh. Now, um, you know, just as a as kind of uh, to set up things, you know, please jump in whenever um, you, you, you want to say something. But a couple of days ago, uh, a polling service, Axios Ipsos Poll came out. And they found that people that w- listen or w- watch Fox News are much more likely to say that deaths are inflated, that they're exaggerated. So uh, yeah, a lot of those folks, again, are in red states, um
2: I I saw something similar to that too.
0: Yeah, on the news.
2: Well, no, um uh God, what was this? Where was this report? I think this was on Fox. Um, Syracuse University, UC Irvine and Cornell released results of a survey of three thousand Americans. Um, and the survey was uh done between March twentieth and March twenty third. That's a week after the initial uh, emergency declaration. And this, the survey results showed a political divide in, in how Republicans and Democrats were reporting or responding to uh, the information out there. So w- w- some of the findings were that Republicans are less likely than Democrats to report responding with CDC-recommended behavior, less concerned about the pandemic, yet are more likely to support policies that restrict trade and movement across borders as a response to it. Democrats, by contrast, were responding um by changing their personal health behaviors, supporting policies that socialize the costs of testing and treatment. Um, so it, it's similar to what you were finding. And this was March, by the way.
0: This The reason why this is so important is because with infections, the behavior of other people impacts uh, us. Uh, imp-
2: excellent, yeah, excellent point, yeah. And
0: so we don't want to have a certain segment of our population not believing science, not believing medical experts, and thinking that this is all just kind of uh, overhyped or made up, not believing the death counts, not believing the number of people that have died from COVID-19. Um, a, a significantly m- a larger population of Republicans feel that that the, the rate, the, the, the death total is exaggerated. It's actually less than what it, it's being reported, whereas Democrats feel it's more than it's being reported. And the experts... Tend to say that it's actually more than it's being reported. So, what is going on? Can we understand these folks psychologically? They actually the, I, the, the yeah. Go ahead. I
2: I think that this topic is so important because I think it explains a lot of the phenomenon that has been happening. Um, I think that the um, the coronavirus in general the. Devastation that has been felt across the country um, because of the coronavirus has been kind of a conclusion to this building gap of information that, that, that between party lines. I um, mean, along party lines, um, it's it's kind of like the the lethal conclusion. The 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 public health. Uh, i don't know like level if this were like a video game it's like the the level where you get to the public health crisis and the (laughs) the the result is that it's it's lethal
3: and and this comes before
2: i mean i never really thought that a, a um a difference in what information you have versus your neighbor have could be so devastating
0: yeah, Me I mean, it, and and so what are some what's some of the speculation? So I did a little bit of research on this. So one of the things that see so why would you think that the numbers that are being reported that are people dying is exaggerated? Like so, it must be some sort of mass conspiracy because all these data, all this, these these death rates, these the the, the number of people who have died are uh, individual states, individual hospitals reporting this individually and then they compile them like 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 a lot of folks can just do do the math themselves cuz they they're just reporting them and they send them to the CDC and then they compile them and so why would you think there must be some sort of mass conspiracy and so it, it is true I think I it stems
1: from like mistrust of governments Yes, um, like we don't trust the government data and, and maybe it's fair that we don't because the data is changing on us every hour and every day we don't have enough inf- one we don't have enough information about the virus like how soon was it here we now think that the virus was here a lot earlier than uh, we had initiated so now they're doing post-mortem autopsies on like patients uh, and blood samples that have been around since december and even earlier to see if it was positive for covid and that's changing the numbers and so i don't blame that's people true. for being confused for not for wondering like who can they trust at this point and then there's also you know president trump with his like daily announcements and everybody's like glued to their tv because it's affecting their livelihood right now they're feeling it like they're isolated at home they're tell they're being told what to do by the government which you know which beaches they can go to what hours they can shop at um and it it's a very like kind of un-american i think this worked better in Asian countries where
0: authoritarian
3: Asian, Asian countries. <laughs> yeah. And like, you, no, like South Korea right.
1: d- handled like they never had to do a shutdown because their people were more, I guess, w- one trusting of the government so that the, they allowed the government and the, um, the policies to back, to backtrace earlier. Right. Like, they allowed, on their like, phones, right. Yeah, they're they tracing. allowed like, Singapore, the Taiwan. To right. On their phones. Like these are things that I don't think is sustainable in America just because it infringes on our idea of independence. So no, true.
0: Yeah, Gavin Newsom gets that question a lot. Of, and we have Apple and Google here in the state, and they are offering um, tracking programs that are great. Mm-hmm. And he knows. And so, but again, yeah, you're right. There's American freedoms and, and things like that. No, but I, I think you make a really good point because I have a distinct memory. When I was getting, a, um, we, we, were, we were sat down in our department, and we were given a, an official statement from um, UC Riverside. And um, I asked the question about, um, well, now, are we, do they know for sure that the mortality rate is the same as the flu? And they said, yes. And is it just as um, contractible? Like, is the infectious rate the same? Yes. And I remember that. And then both of those things are wrong. Right, mm-hmm. it's right. much, much more infectious. Right, months ago flu. we were
1: all saying this is just like the flu, and why won't you people vaccinate right. for the flu? And it, it just it's sparrow. Okay, but
0: here's the maddening thing, though, is that the the person that is saying a lot of these um, half truths and and just a- absolute lies is Trump. But again, Republicans believe him, believe him over the medical experts. So can you?
2: Yeah, it's, because, it's so. What I was reading politics. was that Democrats are more likely to uh, trust. The media, legal systems, um, academia, scientists, and conservatives were more likely to trust kind of a more author authoritarian power, someone who who has a lot of confidence or something. I I, I don't remember where I was reading that, but that's what I was saying. Was were you guys saying stuff like that? I, I they also yes. think Trump's mentality aligns
1: with them like he is very desperate to restart the economy right now because he he, you know the election is coming in november and the economy is getting like slammed really badly right now like there i was there's 50% of people in LA that are now un- unemployed. And, you know, they don't see the effects of coronavirus because they're not working in the hospitals. And California has been lucky. We've never surged. So we, and this isn't like polio where people, you know, can't walk or there's no like, physical manifestation, there's no um, rashes. So people are just either ending up in the hospital, right. in the ICUs, and then dying, and then we never hear about them because we also isolate them relatively quickly. So yeah. it's uh, hard for people to trust what they can't visibly see, and we-
3: Another good point, yeah.
1: It's hard. I but think so tradition, oh the, sorry,
2: go ahead, Edgar.
3: I'm just gonna add to that, the part of the, the let's say here in California, Part of the reason why we never or didn't search as New York other states because we closed early, which was a, a call by by the governor, right? Which people opposed initially, but that's part of the reason because the behavior aligned maybe with the, maybe what more of the Democrats you know believe or not versus Republicans. But but this is going back to like. Um, people choose based on politics and personal interests, who do you trust as authority? And maybe like you were saying, who maybe people align more in Trump because their interests are also with, with what he believes, right?
1: Right. And I think one of the slogans that are coming across right now, and it's not even in, even just in the U.S., it's also in Brazil and other countries where, there are, where they're saying, like, okay, yeah, it would be great if we were rich and we could isolate. and But do we starve, like, to do that? Because, like, now people are living off of, in, like, incomes that they don't have. And so... How can we ask that of people? So, and then the government tries to the only way we can ask that of people is if the government steps in and helps them with like these stimulus packages, with unemployment, with like Medicare, um, so that they don't have to worry so much about basic survival. But then that's also a pathway that a lot of people don't want to take because then you're leading towards a more socialist government, a government that just has more power over you by taking that handout.
0: And that so, was a really good point that, you know, um, right. This the, the response to COVID-19 is requiring more trust in the government. And then we're requiring more trust from folks that al- mm. already are already very distrustful of government. And actually, mm. some of the stats uh, show that, that trust in state governments drop the most in Florida, Georgia, and Texas, all places where they are doing, quote, fast reopenings. And the, the high-
2: Florida, Georgia, and Texas.
0: And the, the trust in government is the highest in California, New York, New Jersey- where uh they're, they're not opening things up. They're closing down.
2: Trust in local government is the highest.
0: It it's state governments.
2: Yeah, right, right. Which is interesting because when you think about the the states who are uh into states rights, I mean that's opposite, right?
0: Yeah, and just so so it just kind of indicates like there's just a distrust in in just these government as, as, as you know in general like you were saying earlier tosha. It's like um you know there's a Fox News and and other and other um, organizations they've kind of fostered the distrust of not only government but academia and of course the media and so where are you going to get your information about COVID nineteen
2: Yeah, I think I think before all of this bipartisan split in information preferences, uh, traditionally the media was seen as a referee as being the place where they could call out. Um, foul plays. And then also science using data was how bipartisan agreements were made because both parties could say okay this is fact. Wow, you can't argue with the data. Yeah. But now we don't have the referee. We don't have the the science, so how are we supposed to find equal like common ground to make agreements yeah
0: it's almost like we're, we're pre-age of enlightenment like like like, like how, how did how did people determine what truth was before science you know they 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 listened to their leaders they had religious texts that they or, or they just had personal experience so those are the things that are trumping everything no no pun intended those are the things that are are now ruling the day for some folks If you're just joining us, I'm very excitedly talking about today uh, and and the group here that we're all talking about on Let's Get Psyched on KUCR, about how people determine what is the truth for them. How do they uh, come to a belief about what to do and how to respond to COVID-19? Now, why is this so important, why I'm so excited about it? Because it, it affects me. And so, you know, yes, I'm fine with you believing whatever you want to believe. But if it somehow impacts me and my family, I'm going to be kind of excited about it and kind of want to do something about it. And that's why we're having this show that we all, you know, and, and especially, you, uh, you know, you all that are uh, actually, you know, treating folks that, you know, p- could possibly have COVID-19. I uh, am lucky enough to work from home. That's what we're recording this episode, by the way, is we're all recording from home. But I want to say that, you know, there have been some studies on this. So one of the kind of... Po- of uh, aspects is people's exposure to conspiracy theories. We've had outlets like Fox News or um, you know, Drudge Report, things like that, um, push these conspiracy theories. So there, in, there was a study in personality and individual differences um, in 2015 where just the exposure, just, they just randomly assigned people to just be exposed to a conspiracy theory. And in this case, it was global warming. And so when they were exposed to this, it was just two minutes then they were asked to make decisions about uh, policy, about global warming, warming, decisions about global warming and, and, and how much confidence you have in the scientific consensus. And they found that, that just that two minute video led them to doubt all these things, mm. have less confidence in science and in the experts, to be less sure and less um, desirous of having global warming policies just two minutes. Mm. So imagine just being fed this all like in an hour or mm-hmm. a couple hours in a day or listening to it on the radio. It's, it, it makes me have, be sympathetic to folks to not right. to, to have this kind of distrust or belief in conspiracies.
2: Like considering how much time people spend every day on Facebook where a lot of this is out there.
0: Right, right. And then, and then who knows um, who's behind it too. Right, yeah. right. Everything is – a lot of the COVID-19, like so much is, is unknown, like that, that's almost like the a, a breeding ground for a lot of these conspiracies.
2: So, are you guys seeing this in practice? Seeing what? Your patients not trusting you more uh, because they have doubts about your credibility, where the science comes from, or they just don't trust academia. Or, or,
0: or, or yeah, they, um, are, are you seeing patients that are not following the guidelines? They're not following.
2: I'm um, definitely seeing masks. that.
0: Yeah. So what, what what's going on? How do you talk to them? How do you what do you say? How, how do you how do you because uh, because by now they've heard this message a million times, like exactly. over and over. They see they see newscasters on the air with masks on. What do you say? How do you how do you, how do you deal with that?
2: I so far what I've been doing, and I, it hasn't been it hasn't worked very well. Is just try to remind them. I mean, I'm not sure. How much power I have in reality? I I I mean, maybe there is some magic thing I could say that would work, but I can't think of what that is, and I kind of have to remind myself that uh, I am not solely responsible for them digesting this message.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, you know, I I see um, college students uh, in the university, and so almost everybody is. Concerned and fearful, and doing the shelter in place. There, I do have a client that's not (laughs) Mm -hmm. that. That that this client doesn't um, really believe in that. It feels like it's overhyped, and I kind of. How do you try? You know, personally, I just I try to avoid. If I can sense there's an ideological divide, I try to avoid talking about (laughs) ideological differences. Right. I avoid trying to talk about politics. I, I go right for the common ground mm-hmm. of, um, you know, uh, of, of what's worked for them. Because, again, personal mm-hmm. experience is important. Um, uh, things that affect their family. or right. um, I, I, I try to get into a, a sense of what does have an impact with them. On them. that okay. have a maybe – and it might, it might be a little more extended because um, – it's a, it, 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 because it, i i'm going to assume that it's going to take a little bit longer for me to fully mm-hmm. understand someone that it, there's a big right. ideological divide between us so right.
3: I'll, I'll spend a little more time doing
0: that
2: oh you know what oh sorry go ahead okay
3: okay I'm just gonna say like I ha- I haven't had the uh, opportunity to see that much like patients actually don't either trust me or believe in science I guess and, and I'm surprised because I wasn't the one of the you know ba for the veterans Affairs first hospitals which you would think it could be the other way but I, I all I can think is like maybe if people are already trying to see me, or doctors because they actually believe in science and they're trusting you. But but I can come from your perspective, Dr. Parks, that if, if that comes across you, I would try to just ask them where they're coming from, whether they believe that, but if I, I'm not gonna argue with them half an hour, why science and why we should you know trust you know your leaders in healthcare and just try to find that common ground and maybe they are scared, maybe they are in doubt, maybe they just didn't know or whatever it is and if you find that common ground then you can try to look for that and educate them on on that issue.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about in general uh, trying to um, educate patients about, you know, taking their medications, the importance of taking medications every day or things like that um, or the severity of their uh, illness, what, what have you. Um, I try to investigate the reason, uh, like behind the difference in thought. Um, I will also try to recruit family to help me, uh, kind of talk to the patient about it. Maybe if someone that they trust tells them the same message, it'll go over very differently. Um, That's happened before.
0: They might do it just for the family member because the family member wants them to to take Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm.
2: Even just seeing I've had patient interactions where just seeing me take the extra step to try to and to try to um, explain what's going on and my thought process to family. Just that kind of builds the rapport and builds the trust. um, And they're more willing to to hear what I have to say. I also think,
1: I think you're right. One, I think little wins are important here. So I have patients who come into clinic and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in this. And then they're, they're not wearing a mask and you're like, oh. you're a 76-year-old man, you know, you're really high risk. Uh, just like put on a mask. And so- Do they like, do little it when, win, Do
0: they do it when you- When I you? give them
1: a mask, they'll do it. Like okay. they, they have nothing to lose from it, right? So like, I that's what I mean by little wins. Like one, I'll- I, I'll be like okay here's a mask for you I mean it's part of our just to keep everyone around you safe but could you do you mind wearing this when you're in the
0: hospital or that's I'll give direct, them like right in front of your face it's social pressure that's going to work
1: yeah or I give them like uh, little hand sanitizers or I wash my hands in front of them just to be like here I'm doing trying to do my part to help you safe so I am modeling, oh, modeling yeah. something for that's them good.
0: Mm-hmm. no that's um, good
1: that's what I go for
0: no, I'm, and I actually kind of did a little bit of research at this, and this is in social science and medicine in 2012, where they looked at what health messages had the most impact or what health messages uh, were the most impactful and led to actual behavior change. You know, because there's lots of places in the world where, you know, there's, there's uh, beliefs about hygiene or about, um, you know, habits about cleanliness, where it leads to a lot of disease. So this is really important. And so what they found is that the thing that worked the most is there has to be some sort of um or and multi-domain input, meaning that you have different ways of saying the same thing. So one is going to just be direct instruction. And so that's what we were talking about earlier. How many times have you heard, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, and don't do any kind of, uh, you, know, um, su- uh, you know, unnecessary trips and things like that. So, but, but that is important. You want us to give people information and why why it's important. And then role modeling, like you were saying, is another one. Social support or social pressure, like family members, and then also just the materials to do it. So yeah, DM, you were saying that like here's the actual material that you can use the mask. Sure.
2: make it so, easy for them. Right, right, Meet them right. halfway.
0: Yeah. So in, in 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 this study they were talking about so just give people like soap, lots of soap, and the ability to you know wash hands and be and be clean and things like that. That was the most effective. Sure. That all like
2: makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, and as I again I. I, I want to have sympathy for these folks because I feel like it doesn't lead, in, it doesn't do anything if we, if I, if I have this feeling of kind of just, you know, antagonism or just feeling irritated by these folks. I have to, I just kind of remind myself: look, you know, there's reasons why people do things, There's reasons why people believe in things, and why they, and why they choose not to, and and to be understanding and empathic it's I, I gotta be honest though it's been very hard it's been very difficult <laughs> <terrible. laughs> for me to be just for this one because there's so much on the line now uh you know to you know is are the all the early opening states gonna ruin it for everybody that's, what I'm, that's my biggest
3: well, fear now. Well, we'll see with the statistics, right? I,
1: I don't disagree with them. I think what we're doing right now, it's good for public health. It's great for public health, but it's not sustainable. People are being, like, me- this is dragged on for a very long time. And I'm, in, I'm impressed right. with every what everyone is doing. But to keep expecting them to be punished like this and to be on hold like this, isn't reality. So I think like opening up and stages is the best thing that we can do to give people hope and to give, because without like a timeline right now with so much uncertainty and fear, how can we not expect them to react?
2: Yeah. We're coming from a very specific perspective of one, we're in health, right? Right.
0: So and we're I have very, a safe job where I could yes, do it at home. And two, and, like, yeah, we're not still trying,
2: working. Exactly. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's a lot to expect if, if your job has been taken away by this thing and then like when when am I gonna get back? When I again that the, the distrust in government is high. So you're forced to just trust government's gonna give you a check? Like you know, really? Is that is that really gonna the, the amount of the stimulus check is that gonna really that isn't that enough that's not enough to pay for the rent or the mortgage.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our understanding of the risks of this disease is higher than the average person. And our ability to withstand the stress of what's going on right now is higher than the average person because we're working.
3: In financial stability,
2: mm-hmm.
0: No, that's true. Even even as residents, you have more financial
3: whilst you're getting pay, right? For
1: more image, we have a v- virtual image of it because we work in the hospitals. We've seen like right, right. We firsthand, firsthand suffer and being be, in the, uh, be mm-hmm. intubated. And so we know what that means, whereas most people don't have never seen an intubation and have never done an intubation.
2: Right. We know what it means when someone says, okay, young people, you might contract this disease, but if you recover from it and you don't die, you might develop something akin to COPD. What what COPD can look like? I mean, it's a spectrum, but like it can be a really bad. And we know how bad that can be. Whereas I think a lot of the kids that I'm seeing who are breaking quarantine, yeah, they, they see, okay, I'm not going to die. So everything's fine. I don't need to worry. But for our standpoint, the consequences of not dying, um, and surviving with the disease, it can be really, can be really bad.
0: So but again, that's what our job more, is, right? That's another good point. We're more
2: cognizant of this, the, the risks of this disease. So yeah, you're we, experiencing yeah. it
0: personally, firsthand. Where I'm um, really, when um, and I'm, just, I'm just looking at right now at the stats of like, do you know anyone who's been infected by the coronavirus? And um, it's an extremely small percentage. Republicans uh, is a, a, a family member of 7% or 9% of just anybody. Uh, personally, know of anyone fifteen percent. It's extremely, extremely low of just knowing anybody having any knowledge of anyone being infected. Right, but you're you're experiencing firsthand, so you see the devastation, you know, just right there in front of your face.
1: Yeah, and but, I kind of think we need to start our own like, not propaganda, but our own like information withdrawal. Like cameras need to be brought into the hospital so that like even with the risk. Oh, of... Oh, that's a good point. Like the Vietnam War. So, that, oh,
0: yeah, that's so true. Right. That's what turned what the Vietnam War. Seeing all that. Doing. Right.
2: That's so interesting. I haven't thought about that.
0: Now, see, so that's what scientists
2: start don't aren't thinking about. Like,
0: <laughs> but how do you how DM? How do you what's sway your,
2: public opinion?
0: DM, how do you do that? Like, um, do you, you have to kind of talk to the families? So, because the, that there would be a privacy issue there.
1: Yeah, no, you have to talk to the family, and right now, like, even families are being shut away from like family members in the ICU. So it's like complete dead silence, and it's a wall. The hospitals have become walls of like just we're keeping everyone away who right
2: no that's a fantastic point i mean we are just so in our day-to-day thinking like numbers it's all about the numbers like that'll show what's going on but in reality we have to think not like doctors or scientists we have to think like i mean public health uh, uh, officials
0: right right well i mean they did that with um lung cancer you know like Folks that are breathing, uh, you know, having a difficult time breathing, or that they talk about how cancer, and then jaw was removed, and things like that, and then having an advertisement showing that. And that is going to have to do it for us tonight on this episode of Let's Get Psyched. Today, we talked about what what leads people to believe what they believe about COVID-19, and what to do, and the response, and um, the impact of COVID-19. Why? Because we're trying to control the infection, so it's really important to us. Thank you to our co hosts Dr. Toshi Yamaguchi, Dr. Dian Dr. Edgar Ortega. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, you can write us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. You can also listen to past episodes of Get Psyched, Let's Get Psyched on your favorite streaming platform. This episode was recorded in each of our respective homes and then mixed by our producer at KUCR, Elliot Fong. Special thanks to him. I've been your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched.